Uh, 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 Podcast starts now. Welcome to the podcast. Today we are going to go over the postseason, recap it a little bit, and look forward a little bit to uh, what's coming up. I think this is an interesting year because some of these teams, most of these teams, I think are going through some changes right now. So, you know, our our league could be a lot different um, next year and in the coming years. Excuse me. Uh, But first, let's get into the playoffs and what happened in the playoffs. In the divisional round, we had the Chiefs and Patriots. And according to Madden, this game was played 10 times. So that is wacky. But I think we may have solved some of the problems so that these two teams will be able to play each other much smoother in the future. Now, I didn't get to see this game, so I can't say much about it. Uh, It was a 24-14 New England victory. Um, both team, uh, both quarterbacks had two touchdowns, two interceptions, and one of the big differences here was the that one of the interceptions for the for the Chiefs that they threw uh, ended up being a pick six. I think that was a big difference in the game, and it looks like the Patriots ran the ball a little bit better as well. Um, but that's about all I have to say about that game. Looks like it was a decent game, um, but the Patriots moved on to play the Browns in the championship. And then uh, on the other side in the NFC, the Panthers and Packers. And the Panthers won this 31-15. And it was, this was a really clean, uh, really solid performance by the Panthers. And that's what really took them uh, to the NFC Championship. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of rushing yards, big running game from the Panthers in this game. And they had no turnovers. They threw the ball efficiently. It didn't throw it a lot. And they didn't. Uh, they got one big play over the top, but overall they they didn't go down the field much. They just completed passes and, and ran the ball real well and and did a great job on defense uh, slowing down the Packers and, and really stuffing them for a good portion of the middle of the game. They just smothered the, the Packers' offense. So one of the best performances by the Panthers in quite some time. Um, so they, they moved on to the NFC Championship game. Um, and, and then, of course, the Browns beat the Texans. Nobody cares about that because that's a user playing a computer. And in a similar manner, then uh, the Panthers beat the Bears in the NFC Championship game because they should. It's a computer. And the Browns and the Patriots played uh, once again in the NFC, or AFC Championship. And this game was about as old school as it gets. Uh, Both teams uh, really struggled to throw the ball. Uh, In fact, the quarterback ratings are a quarterback rating of 44 for Rob Jones and 35.1 for Lewis Calloway. Uh, Neither of them had 100 yards throwing. Both had two interceptions and no touchdowns. So you'd think it would be a pretty low-scoring game, and it was for the Patriots. It was not for the Browns because the Browns ran the ball for, looks like, over 300 yards. Uh, Terrence Silas had 244 and three touchdowns and just carried the Browns. Uh, They just completely controlled the line of scrimmage, 
And Silas, uh, even at, I think, 32 years old, um, was able to just carry the load for him. 19 carries. Uh, they also played their backup running back bracket for, he had nine carries. He also had a touchdown. So again, total domination on the running game by the Browns. And that takes us to the Super Bowl, where it was pretty much the same thing. Uh, the Browns basically stayed in one formation the entire game and ran the ball like crazy. And <clears throat> that worked out for them. Uh, I don't know how they were able to do this with Silas at his age, but they've been able to keep him healthy all year. And that's really all they needed to do. Um, is a 41-20 victory for the Browns. And the Panthers had four turnovers while the Browns had none. So, you know, in what's basically a three-touchdown game, I, I think you can safely say that's the difference, uh, despite the, the rushing domination by the Browns. Uh, the, you know, the Panthers threw the ball quite a bit. And, <coughs> oh, excuse me. And both teams had over 400 yards of offense. Uh, so really pretty even there. It's just the turnovers are the big difference. And it was right at the end of the second half that things really got out of control for the Panthers. I don't remember the exact sequence. Um, but they may have had, if I remember right, two turnovers uh, after the two-minute warning. And one of them was a pick six. And it really put it out of reach. Uh, they also let, I think, they let the Browns get a field goal in there. Um, some weird play calling from the Panthers on defense, especially early in the game. Uh, against a against 22 personnel, that's two running backs, two tight ends, uh, the Panthers were playing nickel quite a bit. And that just means that you're playing with, I think they were playing a 3-3 some. So you're playing with six big guys up on the line of scrimmage uh, against seven or eight big guys for the for the offense so unless you're just exceptionally good on your defensive line you usually can't get away with that and and that did hurt them early they did a little bit better job against the run in the second half but it was really too late at that point it looks like yeah they held the browns to only seven points in the second half but they just they weren't coming back after the kind of disastrous second quarter that they had. <clears throat> so really interesting to see the Browns reinvent themselves and <clears throat> excuse me and the go and win the Super Bowl by being pretty much different than they've been before. I don't know if this is going to continue, but it is interesting to see several teams in our league kind of rotating towards the running game and away from the passing game, which is really how our offenses were functioning early on. I don't know if that's going to continue or not. All, pretty much all these teams, except for the Patriots, of course, uh, have really good quarterbacks um, and can find more receivers. <clears throat> the tough thing in the running game is you've got to keep maintaining your offensive line and that's, you know, five guys that you got to keep paying. So I'll be curious to see if, if anybody in our league can commit to that strategy and make it work. Uh, I know the Packers early on tried to do that strategy, and it just, it just didn't happen for them. 
but we'll see. <clears throat> um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I'll be watching in the draft uh, how teams choose to draft, because I think that may tell us a little bit what they're wanting to do going forward. Uh, and I don't know if this is the best draft class we've seen, so people are going to be really... They're either going to be targeting the only players they think are good, or they're going to be targeting positions that they, they really want going forward. So that covers our playoffs. I'm hoping um, that maybe we can do... I was thinking about doing uh, a list of the most influential players that have played in our league. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to wait until we reach year 15 of the franchise, and then I will do the 15 most influential players of the Abibiter franchise. And finally, we have a listener question. This comes to us in an email. And remember, you can always ask questions via text or via the Discord channel in the League Discord. Uh, you can also email, you can call, you can contact me on Twitter. I don't have Twitter, never mind. Twitter is awful. Uh, or you can just talk to me in person and say, hey, can you talk about this on the podcast? Here's the question. This comes from Carlos. Carlos says, uh, as the Abibiter League starts to lean more towards running, uh, when it used to be passing, which do you think is better for football and for your league? More running or more passing? Interesting question. Um, look, I like football, so I like it all. You know, I, it's just, it's all fun. Anything that happens, basically, I just love in football, uh, especially the cheerleaders. Wait, what was I talking about? Um, oh yeah, running or passing. Well, I'm, I tend to be a little bit of a traditionalist, so I kind of tend to think that if you run the ball and you can stop the run, you know, that's how real men play football. Um, but this is a video game, so by definition, the men are not real. Um, so I, I tend to enjoy the passing a little bit more on the video game. And obviously the game has reached a point where passing is efficient enough and effective enough and it's you know, easy enough to do and quarterbacks and receivers have gotten skilled enough that you're going to gain more yards passing. You can get bigger chunks of yards. It can usually be more efficient passing. So um, I would say it's better for our league if there's a little bit more passing. But uh, as in all things, I like balance. I really want to see if I'm running a team or watching a team, I want to see that team to be, be able to run and pass at least in some manner, uh, for both things. Uh, that's really when you become the most unstoppable, is the defense can't key in on any one thing. You know, if you're only running, they can just focus on stopping the run. If you're only passing, they can just focus on stopping the pass. And if you develop a reputation for one or the other, then they can start building their team to stop that one thing or, or another thing. Um, so, I guess to summarize, I don't see it as an either-or. Uh, I think both in conjunction, especially if you can run play-action, 
which is really freaking hard to do on this video game. Um, but in real life football, I think a great running game that works with a great passing game gives you play action passing and, and they can work together there. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question. It just ended up being some of my thoughts, but it was fun to talk about at any rate. Uh, so like I said earlier, we'll see where our league is going, if it's going to shift towards more running or more passing, I don't know. But it's always fun to see how things change over time and then how people react to those changes, how they counteract those changes, and then if those counteractions cause more counteractions and things shift around more. Um, it's That's one of the great things about following the NFL over a long period of time is you start to see some of those things happening. Um, the league you know, recently went more toward passing, and defenses got better and better at rushing the quarterback and disguising coverages and disguising blitzes. And what the uh, offenses then countered with was more college concepts, more RPOs, more ways to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands a lot quicker and force defenses to play more base defense so they can't blitz as much, they can't disguise things as much. Um, that, that's one example. So I'm looking forward to see how that works out in our league. Uh, I do think we're probably going to be playing, I, I expect we're going to be playing less during the summer. I think we're all going to get a little busier. Kids are going to be playing sports. People are going to have more activities, more weekend activities. And we're not, uh, we're, well, some of us anyway, we're kind of coming out of a lockdown from a global pandemic. Even though the pandemic is still ongoing, uh, we're all, you know, loosening up restrictions on what we can do so we get to go out and do more things and so we'll probably be playing less video games and that's probably not a bad thing I guess I mean if you want to have a life that's not a bad thing but I still want to play video games but I also want to do things so anyway that's the podcast for today see you next time